Today is March 27th. Opening day is upon us. This Thursday, the games count again. Let's break down the weekend and look forward to the season. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I'm joined as always by my brother Jake. What's up, Jake? How we doing, man? Well, the sun was shining today. Yeah, it was. Got to go hit with the boys a little bit. So that was good. Yeah. Sun was shining a lot more yesterday for us, but... We had a nice, about 80 degrees, sunshine. Mm. It was a good day. Lucky man. (laughs) Until the one day you were like, it's time to go mow. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I'm okay with not having to mow yet. (laughs) Yeah. Ups and downs. Opening days this week. Heck yeah, man. The baseball season is about to begin. Very it's exciting, man. Yeah. I'm I'm ready for these games to start counting and that's the big thing. Because you we just don't know what we have yet. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I'm just waiting to see still. We're so looking forward to the season. We're looking forward to like seeing I think that this is the one season where we're like we've been talking about we, we're going to start seeing good things. Mhm. But we just don't know how much of it and could it crash and burn? Yeah, we understand it could crash and burn. But, you know, we have a, a positive look on the things that we'll see and the people that will start showing up in lineups, um, which is a lot of what we can what we can talk about today is the roster organization, the structure. We're starting to see this, uh, the 26 guys, we're starting to see that. Uh, what, what, what is the word I'm looking for here? Take shape. There you go. That's exactly the words I was looking for. <laughs> We're starting to see it take shape, um, including one that you know we talked about. We thought was a possibility, Travis Swaggerty. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, um, and more uh, bullpen, the rest of that uh, that thing. But basically, that's what we're going to talk about here today: is who's on this team right now, who are we looking at going one way or the other. And this week is going to tell us everything. Yeah. And we'll look forward to opening day. So um, let's let's kind of get this thing rolling. Um, we have, what did we say? There's, now I don't have the number in front of me, 16 um, guys on the roster right now. Got to keep switching back. There's 13 and 16. Pit, there's 16 pitchers, 13 position players. Two of those, uh, I believe they've said Robert Stevenson will start off on the injured list. I think I think I saw that too. If not, we think he will anyway. I mean, we've only seen him once, right? Right. So he'll start. And then obviously Harleen Garcia is going to start on there. So we'll have two guys on the injured list. You can take those off of that, which means we're down to 14 and 13. So if you just think of it that way, one guy needs to go. However, 
it isn't that easy because we don't have a backup catcher yet. So two guys need to go to make room for the backup catcher. And then the other trick in that is um, we only Did have we one. Find another lefty. Yes, we only have one left. Thanks, man. I was just, I'm drawing a blank over here as, we, <laughs> as we're kicking off here. We only have one left-handed uh, bullpen arm. And so we are, I think it's still up in the air as a question, but will they find another left-handed bullpen arm? And if they do, then someone else also needs to go down. So we're going to keep breaking this down. Um, who do we have this week? Um, Swaggerty Marcano, which we'll talk about more here in a minute. Um, we had some more guys from uh, from the invites be assigned. Um, one of those was Chris Owings, which I thought was notable because he could opt out. Mm-hmm. And he decided not to, that he would start off in Indianapolis, which is <laughs> another in middle like infielder, second short third base that will get playing time in Indianapolis. So where are we <laughs> trying to figure yeah. out where all this playing time is going to go and where these guys are going to fall into line and everything. Um, let's, uh, let's start with the shortest piece of this thing. We've got to have a catcher. Yeah, I think it's Heineman. I, I just delay hasn't shown enough offensively to make up for defense. And I, I think I think they even said they're 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 looking at defense to be the key factor in who wins that job. There was an announcement that Plowecki did not have a locker anymore. Was there ever an official announcement of what happened there? I know he didn't have uh, he doesn't have a locker, so uh, apparently he's gone. <laughs> um, but I wonder if it was hey we told you you don't have a spot, which I think that was also said. He was told mm-hmm. he's not going to have a spot on the roster. Um, I would imagine he's a guy that had an opt-out and probably opted out. Tyler Heineman has an opt-out as well, but only if he's signing with another club. He's given an opportunity to sign with another club if they're not going to add him. And then, But it has to be a major league spot. Is that what it is? It has to be mm-hmm. a major league spot. So essentially he's going to end up either still on this roster and and at AAA or he's going to be the guy to make the team. I still don't understand why Carter Benz wasn't given a a legitimate shot at that. Unless if the problem is if they've been looking this whole time for just defense, then why even wait? It's Heineman. None of these other guys are good defensively. Right. So why even mess around? And if it, if it wasn't, if it wasn't based on defense only, then why in the heck isn't Andy Rodriguez the guy? (laughs) You know what I mean? Right, right. Blowacki has a triggered his opt out. He did. Yeah. Okay. Where did? You, okay, that doesn't matter where it's, you saw it. It's on trade rumors. Yeah. Oh, trade rumors. He was recently informed he won't be making a team and will be triggering. He will be triggering his opt out. Okay, so it hasn't been official yet, which is why it hasn't uh, it hasn't made its rounds or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and it does say. Uh, Oh, and Chris Owings accepts, right, okay. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like if you haven't been looking for defense, then it should be Andy. Right. And I believe that, you, like, as catchers, like for the catching position, you didn't need to say we're only looking for a backup. Right. You know what I mean? You could be saying we're looking for another catcher. Yeah, because that's the way it works these days. Andy could have very well been on this team. Yeah, I, I learn from the best. Yeah, yeah, 
keep developing your game at the major league level. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that you put Andy Rodriguez in the major leagues right now and he gets the job done offensively. Yeah. So, and and I don't think he's going to kill you defensively. I mean, I just feel like we just don't know. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I don't know. And it's not going to be Austin Hedges. We understand that. We understand that. Right. But I, if you're doing like Austin Hedges to me, he needs to catch Mitch Keller period. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be messing around with a guy who's not who who they're worried about. I mean, they're worried enough to send a triple A, right? Yeah. They're certainly only worried about his defense. Only worried about his defense. If they're worried about his yeah. offense, I question what they're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no question that Austin Hedges, even if it is Andy or if it would have been, he's catching Mitch Keller. He's probably catching Rowanzi. Austin Hedges, maybe. I don't. I don't know that you because I think, yeah, I'm. I'm sitting here trying to think of who you pair up and like. Keller and Contreras are going to be probably throw back to back. I I don't. I don't care. I mean, they can catch back to back games for Pete's sake. No, I'm just saying. (laughs) No, I. I, Yeah, that that is what that sounded like. Yeah. No, all I'm saying is. My best pitchers should get hedges. Yeah. First off, they'll limit runs more, mm-hmm. which alleviates the hole in the lineup. But also, I want a catcher like that, who's a leader, who's a great catcher, being there for my guys. Yeah. For my ace guys. I mean, I we use the word ace loosely here, guys. <laughs> They're the best <laughs> on the Pirates, right? I'm not saying yeah. Mitch Keller's guaranteed top five Cy Young. No, yeah, I get that. So, obviously, we know it's not Andy. Uh, We never really got our real shot to vent about Andy. We kind of understood. We knew it was going to happen. When the backlash came out, you and I basically fielded it by saying, guys, we already knew this was going to happen. Yeah. And we did. And you made the comment, yeah, but they could change their mind. And they didn't change their mind. They did not. So, Heineman's not shown up. As far no. as as far as offensively at all, but then again, who has? Right. So here's what I know. Let me find it here because this one to me was very important, and I don't know what come of it. Oh, go figure. There's no way I'm I'm gonna find it now. <laughs> um, Jorge Alfaro has the yeah. same sort of thing that uh, Heineman has, mm-hmm. where he's being told. I'm not going to make the roster, or is he being told? Or are they saying he's not? If, been, he, if he's told, if he's told that he's not making the roster, it's the same sort of thing. Yeah, and if so, say the Pirates would say we're going to give Alfaro a spot on the major league roster. The Red Sox would also have 72 hours to decide. You know what? We're going to go and keep him on our major league roster. Yeah, I was reading that earlier today too. And I know that this is like a weird thing. And I've been on this guy every step of the way. Mm -hmm. I've been on Alfaro. And I thought, this is the guy we need, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's never, I mean, there's not ever even been a link to him. Right. Which also tells me they're only looking for defense. (laughs) I guess. But anyway, it's the same sort of thing. And I'm just sitting here, I'm looking at these guys and I'm like, why can't we just do that? 
give us some offense on those days. Let him catch Rich Hill. Let him catch Velasquez. Let him catch Brubaker too, or mix it up with <laughs> Brubaker. I mean, let's get, you know yeah. what I mean? Let's get the offense going here. No, yeah, I, I think that would be a good move. But man, Hedges is just at really. First, first, he's got to not make Boston's roster. Does Hedges, like, I think we're at like 114 right now. Like, does, does he turn it on? Is there something that's a little bit better, or are we that lost? I mean, I think it's gonna be a little better than that. It's hard. I I think it. I don't know, man. I know you texted me earlier this week and just said this guy's hard to watch hit or yeah. attempt to hit is what you should have said. But I know what you mean. His at bats are hard to watch. Yeah. And I hope something clicks at one point because he is like you know he's a veteran and veterans just approach spring training completely different. Yeah. I. I just find it hard to believe he's going to catch more than, you know, two guys or three guys, you know, three days a week. But I don't know. I, I the, the other thing is, is we talk about this rotation and how it can actually be good this year. Part of the way, part of the reason that a rotation can be better is with a catcher like Hedges. He has the ability to make his starting pitching better. Yeah. Who was sure. it was pitching the other day and they kept throwing the curveball in the dirt. And Hedges kept blocking it, and he kept calling. Was it Brubaker? I don't think so. I, think I forget. It was Will Crow, wasn't it? Uh, maybe. Either way, what? It, whoever it was, I don't think it was Will Crow. Whoever it was, I know exactly was, what you're talking. Like I remember the same this same thing. Yeah, and it was like he just earned respect, and he earned the confidence of that pitcher to keep going to a place, even though he couldn't throw that thing. Was it DeYoung? I, I don't think I'm going to remember. Okay. So whoever it was, he kept throwing it down there, and they couldn't get the swing and miss on it. He kept throwing it too far. One of them was really short, <laughs> like like four feet in front of home plate, and he yeah. just kept blocking them and blocking them and blocking them. And I, and I just remember them saying, like, this is big. This is big right now because he keeps calling, and he's like, I'm going to block it. You're not going to screw up. Don't let that get in your head but execute this pitch. And then finally they executed it and got the strikeout. Yeah. And it was like that kind of trust is huge. Mm -hmm. And I get it. Like I, regardless of what we are watching at the plate, he will no doubt make this starting rotation better. Not just because he blocks pitches either. There's a lot more to it right. than that, but that goes a long way in this process and um, I just think that that's, that's a big part of this, and I think that's a big part of his game. He will make the starting pitching better. And when you actually have a starting rotation that you think could be good, that's important. No doubt. So I don't disagree with the fact that he's there and that he's going to play. I just wish that we would fill him in with someone else. Yeah. Someone with a little bit of offense. So maybe it's Heineman. Maybe it's maybe they do go with somebody. I mean, the problem is if they go with somebody who can hit, he's not on the team right now. Right. I mean, other than Andy. Right. So the other the other question is who do you <laughs> even go with that you can say, like, well, yeah, we could go get Alfaro, but we're gonna have to give up a piece for him. Like we're gonna have to give somebody up for him, right? Or did or can they just not it's not a trade. No, he no, can just sign. Be, yeah. Okay. So then you're gonna sign a guy. Yeah, I mean that makes more sense. Because eventually whoever that is is gone. 
Because the last thing I want to see is you keep Alfaro and bring Endy up and can Hedges and not have Endy be able to work with Hedges. Right. Especially if Hedges is doing making a difference. Because if he is, I don't know. I, you can't you can't get rid of him, regardless of what he does to the lineup. It's just like going back to the National League. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a pitcher, <laughs> except he he should run into a few extra home runs. Yeah, so it's like having Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe Matt Bum hit better. <laughs> anyway, sad. outfielders look pretty set, right? We're not going to spend any time on this right now. But we're going to talk about Swaggerty. Uh, actually, maybe this is the time we just go ahead and talk about Swaggerty. Connor Joe, Andrew McCutcheon, Brian Reynolds, Kenny Smith and Jigba, Jack Sawinski. It looks like Smith and Jigba won that spot and Swaggerty was sent down. So where are we at on this? Uh, you have the floor to go first here. So if you're saying that, and I know you're, but if they're saying that <laughs> the, the competition was between Smith and Jigba and Swaggerty, I'm okay with the move. It's just a hard decision. It's just a hard decision that they just they could have flipped a coin and went either way. But the fact that Connor Joe is still here and Swaggerty's not, that frustrates me a little bit. Okay. I know Connor Joe's been improving, but I don't know. For me, he's a 30-year-old guy who hasn't done anything yet. Okay. And I don't think there's a lot there. I mean, I think he can... I think he's a bench player in the major leagues. I do, mm-hmm. but I think I think Swaggerty's a better option. So, here's where I will come in and say that I don't, and the only reason is because the number he hits right-handed. Nope, don't even care about that. To be honest with okay. you, uh, the number of at bats that are available for Connor Joe is not something I want to see. Okay, so any given day, Brian Reynolds is in your outfield, Jack Swinski's in your outfield, and Kutch is not going to play outfield 50% of the time even. He's going to spend most of the time at DH. So you're looking to spell McCutcheon with a guy. And that was either going to be Smith and Jigba or Swaggerty, in my opinion. Because then there's another guy who will not see that type of at bats. So if you're trying to split the time that McCutcheon's not playing defense between two guys, then that means both of them aren't playing that much. It's hard to be good unless you have consistency. Smith and Jigbo will get an opportunity to have consistency here while Swaggerty gets consistency playing every day in AAA. Smith and Jigba had a better season last year than, you know, in his time, I believe than um than Swaggerty did. What did he play last year? Obviously we're not talking about his time in the majors, but he played right. in 52 games, 277, just a homer, but um but on base again, you know what I mean? And and the injury was there, which is interesting that you um I mean Swaggerty lost two seasons when he got injured. It was two seasons, right? right? He played 12 games in two years. So Last year was his day or his his year to kind of bounce back from that. And he hit like 250-something. You know what I mean? Um, still showed a little bit of pop, as he will, but just a little. You know what I mean? And, and he, he, is what, he is what he is. We've seen other guys hit like that in spring training and it not translate to the regular season. I'm okay with them saying, keep it up. If you mm-hmm. can keep it up and we have a spot at some point, 
it's yours. Like he's the first to come up in that outfield if he continues to play well. But I just don't. I think if he goes and he he gets the same a number of at bats that Connor Joe gets, I think we're kind of. If you have guys that you think are good, are starters, don't put them in a bench roll. Let them start in AAA. Get your guy, even if he's better than the guy who's going to be a bench roll guy, let the bench roll guy play the bench roll. Let the starters play the starting positions. That's the way a lot of teams handle this. And the Pirates are no different. If they've got a guy who they think is going to be a starter, he will play every day in AAA. And you let a guy like Connor Joe, which, by the way, he hasn't been bad this spring. He's been good. No. And so he has earned, like, he hasn't done anything to say, like, well, we can't trust him. You know what I mean? Um, he can even steal bases, surprisingly. But he can also play shouldn't first base. Be surprised. If you're playing outfield, it shouldn't be surprising that you can steal a base. Yeah, but he's a corner outfield first baseman. It's a little bit surprising to me. I didn't realize he was going to, I mean, McCutcheon doesn't steal bases and he's blazing fast. He still doesn't steal bases. I think stealing bases is different than being fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, Reynolds or Swinsky in center? I think they're going to start with uh, Reynolds. Do you? I've, I don't know. Flip don't a know. coin. Yeah, flip a coin. I They're going to they're gonna make that call. I, I think it's Swinsky. And I'm okay either way they go. I think Brian Reynolds could be a very good left fielder. Mm-hmm. I think he's a decent center fielder. But I'm not sure that I'm not the same on Swinsky. Right. I think he could be a very good right fielder. I don't know. Put Swaggerty in center, and I think that's your best outfield. Absolutely. So, uh, I really liked just to just to finish. I really liked Swaggerty's spring. I really, I I think I was kind of rooting for him to get it, even though, man, I got no beef with Kanan Smith and Jigba getting it. He's been so good too. It's yeah. been a different kind of good, but he's been so good. Yeah, absolutely not at all bummed that he made the major league team. Right, and I do I do like the fact that they're not just gonna bury Sawinski on the major league roster. That's the yeah. other thing. Okay, so moving to the infield, um, Carlos Santana's there, Hayes is there, Cruz is there, Choi's there. One guy has to go. They've got 13 guys on offense right now. We've already said the outfielders are what they are. There's only one catcher. So we've got to get another catcher on this roster, which means one of these infielders has to go. It's either going to be Jihuan Bay, Rodolfo Castro, or it's going to be Mark Mathias. So... Matthias just kind of fell in your lap here because of the way the, the Rangers are built right now. And sure, we haven't seen a whole lot of him, but like he's had success. I think for what he's going to be, I don't mind if they go with him and send Bay down because I think it's Castro who will continue to do, who will continue to play at the major level. And he kind of has to. I think if you send Castro down now, if somebody would have came out and won the second base job over top of him, I could see Castro still would have stuck around as a as a bench player mm-hmm. to come in and play all three positions in the infield. And I think that that would have been fine, but he can't go down right? or else he's done. I agree with that. So the question is, you know, Matthias, we said that. Matthias still has an option too. And Jihuan Bay has just now started to get reps in the outfield. Now, if you ask me, the fact that he's getting reps in the outfield leans me towards saying he's going to make this team as that utility guy where he can play some different positions. 
I mean, I, I can see that, but at the same time, like I don't see us needing to use him in the outfield. I feel like we got enough outfielders that can play outfield just fine that we don't need another one. Well, Matthias is the same thing, though. He can play corner outfield. He can play second and third. You know what I'm saying? Where Jihuan Bay is like, I can play second and short, but if I if he sprinkles in center field, then you when you're when you're looking at that, you do want to make sure that there's enough guys there. Right now, we have Sawinski and Reynolds who can play center field. If Bay makes this team, you have a third guy. Do you need a third option in center field? Not to start games, but you never know what happens in the course of a game. You want to make sure so, that you have things. But here, so here, so in the course of a game, you you have something happen. You can't. You don't think Kanan Smith and Jigba can go finish the game in center field, and then we can make a roster move as soon as the game's over. That's true. I see. Yeah, I see that. I'm just Jihuan Bay's only played center, so I went to center field. You know what I mean? No, if, I, in general, any, any I would the outfield say, spot though. But the same thing with Mark Mathias. Like you could just put him in the outfield, and and you'd be done. Where you're not going to put Choi or Santana in the outfield. No. You know what I'm saying? So you want one of those bench roll guys to just be able to file in and, you know what I mean? Matthias, I, I'm not gonna, I was thinking maybe even he played some first. So then you have the whole Connor Joe plays outfield, Matthias can play for, you know what I'm saying? Where you just, mm-hmm. so you, you end up adding a little bit of versatility um, in that case. He has played a, a tiny bit of first, 27 innings, right? More than he's played at third though, which is actually kind of interesting. But, I just don't know. I, to me personally, I, and I and I have a I have a different. I know some people believe that Bay is got a higher ceiling than I do. I think his role on a team is uh, kind of this utility backup. I can fill in up the middle. Period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he can play third too. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's not. Yeah. On this team, he probably wouldn't have to because they would just play him at second and Castro at third. But. To just say, like, as a major league player, I feel like that's his role. Yeah. And by all means, though, I feel like he's a major leaguer. I, I don't know. I, I can see yeah. it being Bay or Matthias going down. Age-wise, I, they could go with Matthias and let Bay go down and kind of get going because he's not going right now. And I know that, like, I've saw I've seen a couple people say recently, like, no, oh, Bay's really been doing well lately. And I'm like, I'm not seeing that. Like he's starting to hit, but he hasn't had a good, he's had an awful spring. It's been miserable. The first part of his swing, I was like, I don't even know if if he's supposed to be a right-handed hitter. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm exaggerating right now, but I can't believe that like people have thought that he's had a good spring. He's been bunting, he's been bunting more lately and that's how he's getting on. And I love that. Most guys can't do that, but sometimes that's how you get going. And I have noticed he's hit barrel more often recently. We know that, like, this dude can hit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He's even got a little bit of pop. So I would much rather get him going before giving him that role. Where, you know, well, of course, the problem is I don't know anything about Mark Mathias. Right. So I don't know even how to compare that to. But we do know a little bit about Bay. He didn't spend a lot of time in the majors last year, so I don't feel like it's going to kill him, like it's going to hurt his ego or anything to, no. to start the year in AAA. If he gets moving, they, they'll they find a spot for it. But it's like you were you were talking about it, like we were talking about before we started. There's not a lot of – it doesn't look like there's a ton of 
at bats for him in AAA. No, so that goes back to Chris Owens. I mean, they will make it. it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll make the at bats, but. But that goes back to Chris Owings accepting that. Like, that's another guy who's going to play infield there. Is Peguero going to be there? We don't know yet. Is Nick Gonzalez going to be there? We don't know yet. Is, you know, I mean, you know Marcano's there, but where's he going to be playing? He's mm-hmm. going to get his at-bats. So, you know, there's there's a lot of guys in the mix, and we've already seen this as we, um, before we get into pitching here, we've already heard the announcement that Endy will be the AAA catcher and Henry Rod- or Henry Rodriguez, Andy Davis and Henry Rodriguez, um, and Henry Davis will be the double A catcher in Altoona, and they basically said we want them to be the everyday catchers, and they both can't do that. So, yep, they had a plan. They're sticking to it. Yep, they're sticking to it. And so it's the same sort of thing. Like, is Nick Gonzalez going to end up starting off in Altoona again? You know what I mean? Are you going to end up seeing Pagaro in Altoona again? And does that hurt their progression? I don't think it does if they know why. Yeah. Playing is better than not playing, no matter where you're doing it. Right. And really, there's not a huge difference when you're talking about reps and, you know, between AA and AAA, there's just a lot of, there's not a lot of differences as far as like getting to play. Like, Mm -hmm. who are you? Every once in a while, you're going to face some better pitching. And then every once in a while in double A, you're going to face guys that you would never face. Like the floor's lower and the ceiling's higher in triple A. But that average guy you're facing is a lot of times pretty similar. Yeah. At least I think so. And I could be wrong about that. But I think there's something to be said about getting reps in triple A as being one step away. So unless the team communicates, you're still one step away which neither one of those guys would think they are, so I don't even know why that matters. They're, they're, they are two steps away. There's guys ahead of them. Yeah. All right, so let's move into pitching now. I think we've said all that we needed to say there. Marcano, we didn't talk about Marcano. He's clearly, I mean, he's been sent to AAA as well out of this out of this second base mix, and I think that's no surprise to anybody. Right. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that you were, you were there yep, too. Yep, no, yep. All right, so uh, pitching, we obviously have... Um, I think this is almost impossible. I really do. I actually don't like what I've seen from Will Crow. However, you never know what he's doing. Right. Will he just show up and say, psych, I was just doing that crap, and now I'm just going to throw my change up again. Right. You know what I mean? I haven't seen, uh, you know, how much he's throwing it right now, and if he's trying different things, I don't know. But looks like he's getting hit a little bit. Yuri De Los Santos has not been super sharp, so I think maybe he's an option. But... Essentially, of the guys that they have right now, minus if you're looking, you know, if you pull up the roster on MLB.com or Pirates.com or whatever, however you want to say it, but um, they still have Harleen Garcia and Robert Stevenson there. We believe that they're going to be on the injured list. Um, And so those are the first two that you can kind of take off this list. And then they're sitting there with eight. But they also have an extra rotation piece in Johan Oviedo. So then it's like, okay, if Oviedo is not going to make the major league roster, then he goes down. And now you have an even amount of guys. You're you're at 13, I believe. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13. You're at 13. But if you think Oviedo is going to make the roster, then one of these guys have to go down. The caveat to all of this is whether or not there's another lefty somewhere available. Keep your eyes on the waiver wire. 
Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's it's hard because even if the guy is getting released, is he going to help? Is he going to be better than you know leaving one of these right-handers up? Well, in my opinion, he has to be better than Cam Aldred. He has to be, you know what I mean? He has to be better than Rob Zestrisny. If you, if a guy from the waiver wire, if they want two lefties, yeah, he only has to be better than those guys. Perdomo was already assigned to minor league camp today, so it's not going to be him. Um, I'm trying to think of it. So Zamora's still available. Zestrisny's available. Caleb Smith, Caleb Smith has been reassigned uh, a little while ago, a couple weeks ago. Is it? Is it that? Is it Zamora, Zestrisny, and Aldred, who's not even a non-roster invite, so he doesn't show up on this list of <laughs> on the site? <laughs> but he is. I mean, I would think he would be an, an option. Like he didn't look terrible. He he made an appearance last year. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely an, another option. If they're right. not going to find somebody on a waiver a waiver wire, then I'm. I think I lean his way. Yeah, I haven't hated Zestrisny and his appearances. Um, I could see them going that route. Otherwise, I mean, for me, I, I'm just, I'm watching that because you just, you just don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know who's going to pop up, up on that. I mean, guys, these, even these like non-roster invite type things like, oh, well, if I'm not going to make the team, you're going to, you know, you, I can, I get an opportunity to sign with anyone else. Yeah. So you may run into situations like that that I think still provides you with something. I mean, I don't know who's on what roster right now. I know that there's a couple guys that have been, hey, watch out for this guy. Um, who was the one team that they said, keep your eye on? Now I can't think of who it was. Somebody on, on Twitter just told like in a conversation that we were having, I said something about the waiver wire and somebody said, keep your eye on this team. And I forget who it was, but apparently they've got some, an abundance of lefties. Um, I was looking around on just rosters and that, and it looked like that was the Marlins. Okay. Marlins seem to have a couple guys that more than enough lefties anyway. But the problem is if you're if you're looking at something like that, and the guy is like good, real good, you know, you could consider a trade, but is it is it worth it for this team? But if it's a waiver wire, it's not. You're 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 claiming. Right, right. If it's waiver, I said, but if it's a trade, oh. is a trade, is it worth making a trade for the 2023 Pirates when that depends on how long you think Garcia Garcia might be back in a couple months in a month. Two I don't months. think, yeah. I mean, I think you're going Yeah, it was four to four to five weeks before he throws. Before he even tries to grip a baseball again. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you're talking about uh yeah, but it hurts. I'm gonna have to have surgery. Oh crap. Right. Now we gotta go down this path where he's gotta have surgery. We're not gonna have him till August. So I think it, you have to do something. And this is where I was trying to make a case a couple weeks ago where if it was gonna be, you know, two, three weeks, maybe you just go with another righty and just not worry about it. But we're already past that point, and now you're kind of past the point where you're saying, just throw this guy in there and let him handle it until he gets back. I mean, we may not we may not see him for a while if he still can't grip a baseball after that time. Right. Yeah, you just don't know how this is all We may gonna... never see him pitch. Right. It could be some freak thing that just can't really explain what happened. And this is obviously like, 
you have to you have to prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they're at right now. I think a trade would still work because last year this bullpen was not used correctly, and it hurt us. And it yep. played a big part in why the season went the way it did. I think that they owe it to the rest of this roster to make sure that there's a lefty on this roster. Maybe yeah. they're thinking in that way. And, and obviously they know more than we do. So they're making their decisions. We're speculating and saying, Bleh, I don't know what I would do. You know what I mean? We have no experience. We had just, we're just, you know, the fans saying, do this. You know what I mean? Like, it, this right. is, they know more kind of a deal. Um, yeah, I, Oviedo looked good in his last outing. I don't know if he's going to make the team or not. So maybe it's just the Oviedo goes down and you don't have to worry about two guys going away in the in the bullpen, which is what I was looking at. I think it's Yeri that goes down. De Los Santos is probably the least sharp of the group. I think he makes way for the lefty. He won't be down long. And there's some guys that are in the picture. Robert Stevenson, when he comes back, it's going to probably depend on that's going to be the first big test. If Dowry Moretta is being used and he looks good still, they're going to be hard pressed to just send him down. Right. If you got a guy like Will Crow getting beat up or, or Chase DeYoung hasn't looked awesome this spring, if he's getting beat up, when Robert Stevenson is, is ready to come back, I don't know that it's an easy call to just say, all right, Moretta, you go down because you're the young guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're going to yeah. start depending on these guys. If mm-hmm. you want to start being competitive, then you have to start showing that you're willing to keep a guy up that's performing. And even if that means, I don't know if Will Crow has any options. He might have one. If so, they could send him down and say, get it right. Yeah. But Chase DeYoung, we know, does not. If they send him anywhere, he could be picked up. And I just lost Jake. He's disappeared completely from the room. So (laughs) if you're watching on YouTube, you realize it, but I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and hit pause and we'll see if we can get him back and then be right back. And we're back now with Jake back on the screen. Hey guys. We don't know what happened, but no idea. Either way, he's back. It actually wasn't even that long. It was literally probably 30 seconds without Jake and he came back. So, um, so anyway, let's, uh, we, we, we don't know what's going to happen. Just keep your eyes on what's going to happen there. I, I believe if, I mean, I know that we have fun always saying let's predict, but like <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? I, I don't, we're close. We're close to knowing who's on this team. We're close to knowing who will be playing Thursday or who will be mm-hmm. on this roster Thursday with the exception of like two guys, right? We, we, that infielder has to shake up that that situation that makes the way for the backup catcher, and on the pitching side, somebody's going down. Whether it's Oviedo, De Los Santos, Moretta, one of those or one or two of those guys, depending on whether a lefty gets brought in, whether it's Cam Aldred, Sestrisny, or if they get somebody off a waiver wire somewhere, or my goodness, maybe even make a trade. I've seen a lot of people saying trade Cal Mitchell now. Because he could play for someone, you know what I mean? So I, I, why not? Why is that not an option? It absolutely could be. Yeah. So I don't know why you wouldn't keep him. Because if, if somebody goes down with an injury, it'd be nice to be able to bring Cal Mitchell into the situation already having experience rather than, well, now we got to give somebody a chance that we don't, you know what I mean? Well, of course, it'd be swaggerty, but mm-hmm. you get the point. 
you get the drill. Opening day is Thursday. Yep. You excited? You excited to go? I am. I have tickets. We are going. <laughs> My wife and I and two of our friends are going down. Very excited about it. Um, I've I don't know if I've been. I certainly haven't been to an opening day that's not in Pittsburgh. But if any of these home openers been opening day at the same time, that was going to be 2020. I feel like we've been to one. I feel like there was one. Was the Neil Walker 10-inning walk-off, was that not a, was that an opening day or was that just the home opener? Do you remember that? It was like nothing, nothing, 10th inning, Walker hits the... And we were sitting together, but we were up high that year. I was thinking it was the year that we sat on the Clemente wall. It was freezing, freezing. cold. Snow. Freezing. We were all bundled up, snowing. Yeah. Snow blowing everywhere. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's... A, man, I should have looked that up, but... I don't even know if that's Pittsburgh Pirates opening day history. Is that real? (laughs) Is that like, is it that easy? You can Google anything, man. And we're looking at 2022 versus Chicago Cubs. Okay, so how do you know where it was at? They're all versus. None of them say at. Does it all start with Pittsburgh? Well, they're all just, these are all Pittsburgh. These are all the Pirates opening days. Right, but are they all starting with Pirates versus Pirates versus? It it doesn't even say Pirates. It just says versus Cubs. I got you. So if I can find the the quickest way, it looks like this is opening up the, the Cubs season. That's garbage. It doesn't say where it's at. Let me go back. MLB opening day history, starting pitchers. Man, I don't have any idea. There's the home openers. Oh, opening day starters. Whew. Oh, this will work because it says at. Versus St. Louis 2016 versus St. Louis. Liriano pitched Sunday, April 3rd. Sunday? We started a season on Sunday? I guess maybe. That feels weird. Yeah. Well, I remember opening day wasn't – Used to be that opening day was not everybody played on opening day. Oh. Everybody's opening day, like not everybody's used right. to be. But it wasn't all one day like it is now. Yeah, so they this was a one o'clock now. game, 2006. I mean, we were there for sure. Mm-hmm. We won four to one. Liriano pitched. So that would have been it. What was the 39 degrees? That might be it. No. That's probably not it because weren't they playing Atlanta? I don't remember. No, we've never opened up with Atlanta. At the home opener? Yeah. Well, like your whole in-law family was there. Oh, maybe not. Mm-mm. Okay. Sorry. Everybody's like, dudes, just get with it. So 2016. <laughs> so that's the last time that we had an opening day in Pittsburgh. And so we have. I have been to one. Because we've been every year since 2014, right? Yeah, we've been every year since 2015, maybe. Something like that. I should know this stuff. Because we've been there every year since Keeley's been. Yeah. Since she was in the womb. We've been at every home opener since. So either way, that would have been the last one. So we would have definitely been there. Yeah. And then the one nothing, yeah, 2014 – was against Chicago, the one nothing. That was an opening day. 
And we were there. That was the Neil Walker walk-off where we were sitting up high and in right field, but like in foul territory up high and Walker hit the walk-off in the, in the 10th inning. That was an opening mm-hmm. day as well. Okay. So we got it. We've been to a couple opening days. Yep. But I've never been to one away from Pittsburgh. Me neither. And, and to, what's that? I get to experience that as well this year. Where are you going to be on opening day? A home opener. Of a home day. opener. Yeah. I'm saying like an actual true opening day. I've never gotcha. I've never been to an opening day somewhere else. And for it to be somewhere else and be in Cincinnati, I don't think it gets any better than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? The true opening day. We're not going to make it down for the parade or anything like that that they do. Um, but it is the city that truly recognizes opening day as a holiday. Mm-hmm. The parade, the whole deal. The, I know there's going to be a ton of stuff going on, um, but they recognize it as an actual holiday in Cincinnati. This should be countrywide. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not one that you probably get off work. I bet they don't have school on that day. You have a parade downtown. They can't be going to school. Who's going to the parade? <laughs> right. Parades are for the kids. <laughs> Lest they... Tell that. Tell that to the people down here. Them are fighting words. Those are that's a different parade a little bit. <laughs> no, like they do parades for everything down here. Oh yeah, it's just a thing, huh? Yeah, it's just a thing. Well, either way, we're not going to be going to that. We're going straight to the stadium. But we'll <laughs> be there early enough to kind of yeah. enjoy some of the festivities that they'll do and I mean, we're talking about this is a pretty cool one though. When you talk about two of the oldest franchises in baseball, um, I think it's going to be pretty cool. And their stadium's, you know, nice. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like if you took PNC Park and went and squeezed it up so everything's, like, more steep. And then when you get the vendor, you can't see the field. Yeah. Which I think is one of the greatest things about PNC Park is you're walking around the concourse and you can watch the game as you're walking. Yeah. You know, you see what's going on. Um, and, of course, you know, you look across the opening in the stands and you see rural Kentucky. That's pretty fun, too. But <laughs> see Newport. Yeah. But either way, um, I'm really excited to be there for opening day. It's going to be a fun time. And then we'll be at the home opener the week after. Mm-hmm. That's always fun. More fun. Yeah. Than, you know, being somewhere else. So you got any hot takes for the, for opening day? I mean, we got Keller going. Do we know who's got oh, Hunter Green? I Hunter imagine. Green. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be. I mean, it's going to be fun to watch him, though, too. You know what I mean? I don't think I've seen him throw. And what he's doing right now is nuts. I did see that the third... Uh-oh. Did we lose him again? He's frozen. He's gone. Are you kidding me? We're going to ride this one out. I'm just going to go ahead and explain this because I think he'll probably be back by the time I'm done explaining it. But I did see that the third highest paid player on the Reds roster this season is Ken Griffey Jr., I think the Reds will pay Ken Griffey Jr. $3.6 million this season, and I think only Votto and one other guy will make more than that. So it's one of those years for Cincinnati. It's one of those years. We're about ready to wrap this thing up. Um, this week, we will have another episode this week, and we plan on doing that moving forward, as we've said before. Um, if you haven't been listening, we do. We have been releasing the last two Fridays. We've released our projections and predictions for the year one for players and one for team. And we did our standings and 
and things like that as well. And um, this week, it's it's you know we're still trying to to decide. We may actually release on Thursday morning as like a it's opening day kind of a thing. I don't know if we'll do that or if we'll do a recap of Jake's back. I'm just rolling through, man. So okay. just kind of explaining what's going on this week. Um, we kind of do a recap of the game Thursday or if we do the other where we where we release Thursday morning. It just depends on, one, our timing. I mean, I'm going to the game, so I'm going to be back late. <laughs> Jake is disappearing again. So, up, oh, kind of, it, he's still back. He's not going to be back because he's gone from the screen over here. So, Or is he? Are you still there? I can't hear him. He's there, but I can't hear him because I'm getting my audio from this screen and he's not in that screen. So seems like he can hear me. He's coming back. You guys are just along for the <laughs> along for the ride on this. This is rough. So it's fine. But either way, um, it'll be either Thursday morning or Friday morning. You guys will get another one. Um, and then we're moving right into the season. So we'll have Mondays and Fridays for our episodes this year. Very excited about that. We'll be able to to kind of go series to series and and provide our updates that way. Um, if Jake can stay connected, are you there? I'm here. He is there. Me? Yep, we are good to go. Um, do you have anything to close us out? Uh, let's go, Bucks. Let's get this year started. Let's let's go, man. I'm just I'm I'm amped. I'm ready for the actual season to start. Let's go. Yeah, gauntlet the first month. Mm -hmm. So if we can come out of that thing, you know, playing good baseball, I think that's going to set the tone for the rest of the year. Um, but if it's bad, hang on. It could get better. It is a gauntlet in this first mm -hmm. month. And so it could still get better after that. As far as this week goes, there's a game Monday and a game Tuesday, both of them against the Twins, both of them around 1 o'clock. If you are somebody lucky enough to have MLB TV, you would be able to watch the Minnesota broadcast on Monday. Otherwise, it's radio. Um, and then Tuesday will be on AT&T. So we'll get that one. That is the last game of spring training. You will get to see that. I would imagine you're going to see some sort of preview of what we're going to see on opening day the next couple days. Um, at least one of the next couple. Wednesday off, and then we're at Thursday. So big deal here. I don't know... How, I don't know how that lines up with the pitching. We have Friday off, so it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So I would imagine you'd probably see whoever our number four and number five are, depending on when the last time they pitched was. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. But you're not going to see Keller the next couple of days. No. Because he's throwing Thursday. You're not going to see – you might I see Brubaker. I think Brubaker is supposed to throw tomorrow. Okay, so that means he's not going Saturday, but – but he could go. Well, I guess he could. That would put him on five days. He would he would pitch Saturday if he if he was going to go for his five. Because he, I know he hasn't pitched since his little interview, and he said he's getting one more start in the spring. Okay, then it would almost have to be. So he may be number two, which I could see them going Keller and then Brew. I still think Rich Hill throws the first game in in Boston because of the lefties. So we might see. Yeah. Might see Keller, Brew, Roanzi, and then Boston starting off with Rich Hill and Velasquez. Mm -hmm. Next, I got to make it up to Fenway. Oh, I need to go there so bad. Um, they change it too much. If you guys are going, I, I'm going to say this now just in case you don't listen next week. If you guys are going to the home opener, hit us up. We've already had a couple people 
hit us up and say let's let's meet up. Um, also, if you're going to the to Cincinnati, hit me up. Uh, get on the Twitter and and send me a send me a, a direct message on there and let me know. I mean, I'll be down there with some friends, but if you're going to be down there and you want to say hey, let's make it happen. We're going to get to to meet you guys if we get a chance to. So. Yeah, I'm just probably just getting standing room only tickets for the home opener, so I'll be wandering around. Oh, that's a good point. So if you really like Jake's going to be around, so find him. He'll be walking around, mm-hmm. standing out at all these new places at PNC Park, I guess. <laughs> Make sure you can see that video board. Yeah. That thing looks right? amazing. Looks so good. And for all of you, I mean, listen, I said we're going to wrap this thing up, but seriously, last thing here, for all of you saying, wow, we should have, should have done Reynolds good on that. Well, it, we should be doing both. Yeah. That video board is long overdue. Yeah. One of the last teams to go to an HD video board. Yeah. So, I've been saying it for years. And they did it exactly the way everybody has been saying to do it. Yep. You don't have to change the view at all. Just right. take those ads down. Make the screen. Most of the game, you're going to see ads there. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're not. Like, we're going to still see ads there. It's going to look almost exactly like it has. Until they until show they replay show or until they show the... Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean clip. Yeah. Let's go. Hoist the colors. Yes. On that screen is going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. That's all I have. Uh, once again, it's either going to be Thursday or Friday, but there will be one more show this week. Opening day. The games are going to count this Thursday. Let's go. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks!